0: Hello and welcome to Stop Your People Need You. I am joined as ever by Luke Hall.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And of course, I'm Danny Gray, but you know that bit already, I'm sure. Now, today's title, a long one, a long one, but for a reason. How will virtual technology work for leaders in the future? And it took us some time to get the title right for today. Because I think the essence of what we're trying to achieve and why we want to be by the end is really clear for us. And I think for me, it's worth taking the time to stop and reflect. I think it's about recognizing how, you know, virtual solutions have been around us for quite some time. Um, in fact, probably virtual communication in technologies been in our lives for at least 10 or 15 years, probably even longer for some people, Um, yet it has of course ramped up over the last 12 months with all the the stuff that's taking place and I think it's opened our eyes to how it can be used in more positive ways to perhaps look what we thought 12 months ago, would that be fair?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think my, just my only bit to the, to the intro here is I, I certainly think, um, and I, I did a testimonial for an event that I attend every single year. So normally it's in Europe. It's a meet the buyer event. It gives us the opportunity as, as learning specialists to meet potential future, uh, clients and partners. And I said in a video testimonial for them that some of the things, that, um, have been lost by not being face to face are outweighed by the things that are gained. Mm. And I think that's, that's something that I've seen a lot of. I've seen a lot of stuff, um, out there around the benefits of virtual, the disadvantages of virtual. I've listened to many different opi- people's different opinions about what they prefer. But I actually do believe that in In, in you, know, you could say in life you you can always find opportunity in, in in a challenge. I think we're a year on now. this is no longer a challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about the new normal. I don't want to talk about what the old normal or whatever those things are mm-hmm. it's this is life this is if this is how things will be, but progressively we will be able to reach people face to face more. I guess the question is how will we strike a balance in the future because I certainly think there's a best of both worlds, that no one really knows what that will be yet, maybe today we can start to pick up a few of those things.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think there's a, there's a worthwhile note of saying, what have we learned through um, the last 12 months? Because I think we've learned a lot about it. Um, but I think the striking question for me um, was only this week, in fact, um, earlier on this week, and somebody said to me, yeah, but this virtual stuff is just not as good as face-to-face. And instead of me jumping immediately to agree, which is what I would have perhaps historically have done, know, yeah, couldn't agree more, you know, bloody, blah, 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 blah. In fact, I found myself defending it in some way. Now, the reason why that's so, I guess, pertinent to this is that about, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago i was trying to w- remember the date earlier on of when it was but i think it was about 15 years ago back to 2005 2006. i was at the gsm conference in barcelona which um, is a, a an event that's put on for the mobile technologies industry uh, where all the companies come together and show off their latest products and services And one of the days I was wandering around and I've, I, I stumbled across the Cisco stand and of course Cisco owned the product WebEx. And there was a, a, you know, well dressed, super sharp salesperson there. And he was saying to me, basically, he asked me what I did. And I said, I'm a trainer, I work in training. Um, and he said, Oh, he said, in the future, he said, you won't need classrooms. And I just remember thinking, what an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> what do you know about? You know, I, I remember saying I completely disagree. We, we actually had quite a, I remember it quite a heated debate. because I was saying, there's no way you'll replace, you know, at the time I looked after quite a big team of trainers and there's no way you'll replace classrooms. These guys get all the engagement there. They get the buy-in there. And he was showing off what was early video conferencing technology, you know, en masse, you know, which was about them, but it was very, very expensive. And this was a more mainstream version. And uh, I remember just thinking, you know, and I, I, in fact, I think I probably said, not in my day type stuff. Um, you know, and then there I am, you know, all these few years later, you know, in this position to almost defend virtual's place in the market. And I think it's really made me think about what I've learned over the last 12 months about how much value mm. these things can add. I think how appropriate sometimes this type of technology is for certain situations, how uh, mobile it is and, and how, you know, convenient it is, um, and actually how it does have a place. And I'm not saying for one second that I don't miss some face to face things, because I do. Um, I definitely know there's a place and there's a need for face to face solutions because, um, in our world, for example, you know, part of the part of the strength in what we do is the coffee machine conversation that takes place, in, you know, in the morning at the start of the day or, or at lunchtime. Um, and the same for team meetings and those types of things. But, but, I see that what we do being bolstered by it, but I see what leaders do absolutely being bolstered by this type of technology and really helping them lead and inspire their teams on a daily
1: basis. Yeah. And yeah. um, I have a question. The GSM yeah. conference, is that what it was called?
0: Uh, it's actually called three GSM. I think it well, No, no, no GSM. Why would I put a three in front of it? Yeah, yeah, GSM. Yeah. I was going to uh, say,
1: cause that would have been time bound, wouldn't it? Because three GSM is three G just to get a bit technical with it. And I was just thinking straight away, well, even the conference in itself, was out of, is out, now out of date because it's, you know, if it was just the GSM conference, what's the GSM stand for? I know we're going off slightly.
0: Um, global SIM module, I think is what it means, which is right. digital SIM. I phone, not think GSM stands for, but, um, well, something along
1: like those lines. The, the, the irony is he was he was having that conversation with you in Barcelona where people from all around the world have flown to get there. He, oh,
0: wow, yeah, definitely. You imagine what... Um, I mean that conference still runs today. Um, they run it every year. I don't know what it's called today.
1: Um, yeah, I was being pedantic with the name. It was more about even no, sort of. But I bet. I
0: bet. I wonder if. I wonder if this year's event is run is still on and being run virtually and saving enormous carbon footprint.
1: Yeah, or whether that gentleman's uh, that gentleman's business is actually hosting it. Ironically, <laughs> um, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, I really liked that the, the word one of the words you used in there around where it's appropriate. And I, I think that's a really nice word to use, actually, Danny. That really struck me as a, yeah, there's a lot of times where this is appropriate. Now, from a learning perspective, I think, yeah, you, you know, I love that story. You've told me that one before. and I, It really brings it to life. Yeah. But for, in, in terms of did we think we would be stood here... We can talk about the training world and, yeah, we did it from studios, but you're absolutely right. The point is this is about how leaders can use this in the right moments at the right time, Indeed. how individuals can. And I want to draw down, actually, because something that I, I didn't think we would discuss today is where you and I are at. So as senior leaders of the business, we're six weeks into the year. And we had a conversation last week that says we've never ever had a better start to the end to any year, any business mm. year. That not may not be reflective of numbers. There was a feel about it because yes, right. we've kept each other honest and we've kept ourselves to our own tasks. We've 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 been really disciplined, but also we've been agile as well. Yes. So we haven't, you know, we haven't been sticklers for deadlines, but nor have we dismissed them. And I think we can wholeheartedly say that that's because of the situation that we're in. Because I know what we would have done if we weren't in lockdown in the UK, we'd have met.
0: Absolutely. We'd have
1: spent three days in a room, waffling. Yeah. Unproductively. Um, That's a bit harsh, but I don't think as productive. Um, And it creates focus to a degree, and I think that's where, for for, for leaders, and I'd like to add individuals, I think there is that opportunity. There is certainly a huge amount of fatigue that can be created by this online, you know, but I actually don't know whether that is because of the new world or the cultural uh, environment your businesses have. You know, how many businesses or clients have you worked with where you try and get in their diary and they've got back-to-back meetings for 14 days? That was the same... In two thousand and nineteen as it is in two thousand and twenty one that 's not because it 's virtual that 's just because of the way the businesses seem to work is everything has got to be a meeting so yeah there 's an element of don 't mistake what were challenges that existed already with and and, and wrap virtual around it and say that 's the problem with and with the virtual' it's
0: probably exasperated as well because <clears throat> um, excuse me the um what what somebody might be compelled to do is to work even harder or longer um when they're working from home if if the if they sort of feel the pressure to sort of demonstrate that they're doing enough um and also i think people when they're working from home feel that they have to be online all of the time instead of actually taking a a break yeah and and that sort of stuff. So that could be some of those reasons that we talk about. Yeah. I mean I'm not gonna be into those today. Um, but I think I think you're right about the sort of the concept of even just travel. I mean there's a great example isn't it? You know I had a I had a I had a meeting on Tuesday um, <clears throat> and uh, and we actually got into that conversation. We were saying that ordinarily I would have drove it was with a customer, I would have drove four hours there. And four hours back for that meeting. I yeah. know absolutely, categorically, I would have done. Which not only <clears throat> is costly, not only is it not good for the environment, but I just spent eight hours sat unproductively in my car. Which, which actually, I probably would have left at. It was at nine thirty, so I would probably would have left at about you know five am or something to get there. Um, mm. Which means I'd have been tired. By the afternoon which means i'd have probably been a bit more tired the next day so i'd have probably been a bit more inefficient the next day and all of these things and and i just i've never thought about it as much as what i have over the last couple of weeks and thought you know what this get this right and this can be this can be such a brilliant way to improve how we do things i really do um,
1: absolutely and i i think in terms of one of the examples that I wanted to bring today and actually why this has maybe been on the list for a while for us Ooh, to talk about. Nice. But it does feel, it, you know, everything that we do is, is either done through current times or it feels like the right time. And this does now feel the right time yeah, to discuss right. this. You know, there is global mass rollouts of the, va- uh, of the vaccine. There is hopefully some light at the end of this COVID tunnel. We don't know when, but it, it it's on its way. And that defaulting back to is something that I think we could all be at risk of now yeah, be a shame that and it would now one of my very good friends works uh, for our local council within the child protection services, and I'll never forget a story he, he said to me around his workload about six or seven years ago we're talking files not not metaphorically physically piled up on his desk and he mm-hmm. said to me in that in that pile a children. Need. Mm. He's like, I, I can't find the time. I can't not get to it. I can't get enough work done. Fast forward to a conversation middle of last year, and you know he's really passionate about what he does, and he said, "I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, i being sat on my sofa or in my dining room or mixing it around, depending on where I put myself and place myself on the day, is, is one thing, but." If I think about what I do and the purpose of what I mm. do, we have a an increased need for our services. Yeah. In this time. We know yes. that. You know, there's a lot of media around child protection, domestic abuse. There are some really terrible things that have have, have increased because of the circumstances. Mm. He says, But I tell you what, I can get the biggest names that I need within a maximum of 24 hours on a call with a decision made for a child. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do that before. Now, if you think about purpose and putting himself aside for a second and what he wants, which is to, he's he's yeah, very social, loves, you know, being around people, put that aside and actually think about what he's trying to achieve. He's, it, it's sped up decision-making It's removed barriers, physical barriers that were there, and at the click of a button, literally, he can have all of the right voices. You think they've got to collect, they'll probably have to bring in for certain circumstances, lots of different governing bodies, the police, you name it, they've got to get them there. And I can get a 20-minute, 30-minute slot into that person sorry and I think that's fascinating now it also then brings me on to another point you and I are both part of we live in different parts of the UK but we're both part of these um, peer networking groups supported by the government great things great opportunities to network with local organizations work with one another you and I are always looking to learn from others and that's why we both decided to do it in fact we didn't know that we one another were doing them And in my group, there's a gentleman who um, whose organisation sells uh, office furniture on mass scale, small and mass, uh, small and large scales. Yeah. Um, and he actually asked the question around, you know, let me ask you, as my peer networking group, well, where do you think offices will be in the future? Will they go away? Will they still exist? And I'm going to I'm going to summarise my answer to him a, a lot quicker. But my focus was on I do believe that offices will exist. I think. People don't have a desire at this moment in February 2021 to rush back to an office to sit at a desk. No one's, no one's saying that to me. Oh, I can't wait to sit at a desk in a really big office in the middle of London. What they're desperate for is human interaction. So the, my, my view is office spaces will change. They may even rip down all of the walls. There won't be meeting rooms because meetings can be conducted, work can be conducted in the home environment or via a virtual platform uh, of their choice. But they will go into the office to do the things that they need for them as, as human beings. They need for them as leaders. It will be, you, you've you got this thing uh, that you've been saying for a while, Danny. You know, how many conversations do you have without an agenda? Mm. I think that's what an office space may and maybe a cup is where people just gather it's yeah. almost the professional version of socializing it's it's your tuesday afternoon going to the pub but without the pub and the alcohol but you're just meeting at the office as a team to work on all of the things that are kind of the intangible
0: yeah i mean it's, it's interesting that because i can relate to that and actually if you're if you ever if you are a a home worker and have been one for many years, or you've uh, know somebody, you'll recognise this conversation quite a lot because um, I've, I don't think I've ever been an office worker in any job I've had. Um, I've always had a sort of more of a home working role. Um, and I know there's been situations where I've been to an office purely for that sort of interacting with other people. I haven't really gone there with a, much of a purpose. There might be the odd meeting that's planned in while I'm there, yeah. but, but actually for that. And you hear people a lot saying, you know, that our traditional home workers say, oh, I need a day in the office just to go and see some people, I need to change the scenery. Right, okay. And, and so I think I I think that's interesting, but of course they've often and of late in many organisations been the minority. Not many people in fact some organisations don't allow homeworking at all. So this really will be new to them uh, and, and and almost creating what for me maybe is a new environment to that point. That, you know, maybe it's more of um, social. But sp- I, I tell you, I, I've just thought. I mean, just pops of mind. I mean, we used to do quite a lot of work for Virgin Holidays. You remember back in the day, and yeah, um, we used to go to the base, which was their sort of well, actually Virgin Atlantic's head office and training centre. But uh, Virgin Holidays used to use the trainer re- the training venues there. Um, that place was more about social interaction than it was about work um, yeah. even though um the people that work there work incredibly hard um and were very very productive yet yeah, the whole setup of the environment was created to be quite it was like a you know it was like a, a walking out a bit of a promenade really with cafes and and shops and you know all that sort of stuff it really all, all under cover but really quite intuitive and i used to get in about sort of half seven in the morning to get ready and there'd already be hordes of people in there having their morning coffee but sat at a comfy chair just chatting to one of their colleagues. Do you think how much good business was done at that point?
1: Absolutely. And I think maybe just in terms of a a really simple way of looking at it could be when when things open up a little bit more and are, are, are less restrictive than what they are, take the opportunity to be really, really clear on what are the bits that you're going to do just for fun and, and be honest about that. Because it sounds like most people are missing the enjoyment, the people, the the joy that comes out of, of, of working and, and some of the less formal parts. People are working harder than they ever have. And actually, by adding in some of the things that we've just discussed, that will mean that they're using time for not Indeed. for what you could say a non-productive or task-focused um, meetings or exercises. Mm. But a lot of people are just missing that opportunity to have a bit of fun, a little bit more relaxed, and being stuck behind the camera of of, of their laptop or, or computer. <laughs>
0: It, yeah, it, go on, carry on. I was just
1: going to say, you know, if 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 we replay that example of you and I in January and why it's been the best start to our years, I still would have loved at the end of one of those days where we had spent a significant amount of time together to have a beer and yeah. and, and 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 chew the cud on something else. Those things are missing, but, Definitely. but. I still say that the reason that we've had the best start from a business perspective is because we are in a virtual environment. It's keeping us honest. It's keeping us disciplined. And it's keeping us on point. So therefore, anything that we add in around that are some of those intangible uh, pieces that we all want and need. But it could potentially add an increased pressure. Because we'll create moments where we are going to spend eight hours in a car to go meet with people just to meet with people and not yes. do. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And see that as productive time, not unproductive time.
1: Oh, 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 absolutely. And, and please, yeah. yeah
0: is, is productive enough.
1: Totally, to totally, yeah. The, t- sorry to I, I, Yeah, when I say it's unproductive, it's absolutely productive. But in terms of task-focused productivity, right. it may be less. It
0: may be less so. Well, I think there's, there's a part of this that goes back to what, where you started and that is you sort of touched on this you know not venturing into the new normal stuff or whatever that may be but I think the um, the bit for me is first of all whenever um, as things evolve that's probably a better way of putting it as things evolve over this year and perhaps the years that follow um, grab what you've learned from this opportunity and carry into your way of working of the future. You know, I know that certain things such as, you know, travel or distance is definitely no longer an issue. You can still have a really great meeting on Zoom or Teams with people dotted all around the world. You don't have to bring everybody to one space, although we've already touched on some of the benefits of doing that. It means you perhaps could meet with those groups more frequently through virtual spaces for less periods of time so shorter sharper more focused meetings with broader audiences and then when you do bring people together perhaps it is more non-agenda driven discussions in order to benefit from the social interaction i think you know communication it is definitely easier i think I think the challenges of of even just picking up a telephone have been vastly improved by this type of environment, this this ability to see people and to see when somebody, because you know, when you're communicating to somebody, half of it is what their body language tells you about how well they've understood something. Um, So communication works well, keeping in touch, making people feel a part of things. But also the things that extend beyond that, you know, I am massive for breaking down silos. You know, I think leaders have a responsibility to break down the silos in organizations. I think businesses work in, um, sometimes where they could benefit from the breadth of the capability of the organization. But again, it's incredibly difficult to bring that breadth of the organization together. Whereas Mm. a virtual world makes that a little bit easier. You can combine the best minds together in one space quite quickly, quite easily, uh, and create real focus. So so the bit for me, my take out is, don't just drift back into what we did before. And I don't think people will, but let's just make sure that part of that stopping is reflecting on and keeping the elements of this virtual world that we live in right now into our futures. Make it a part of your toolkit. Make it a part of what you do. On a
1: day-to-day basis, I think that's a great idea, and I like the whole "let's not drift back." And maybe that's an exercise that for our listeners, we should all take the opportunity to do now, not when when it happens. Yeah, don't, wait. don't wait. Let's let's do, and let's do it together. So here, here's what I'm going to suggest, Danny. I feel like we've kind of opened this subject, uh, and we've we've reached maybe the starting point, a midway point at best, as opposed to complete actions. Mm. So I'm going to suggest we carry on with this conversation next week. Yeah, but you and I take some time offline to prepare for ourselves and for our listeners. A, 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 A set of what are the things that we need to keep what are the things that so we'll 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 we'll, and what we'll do is we'll create a framework for that i've I've got a couple of ideas i think we've got some some Mm. some frameworks that we 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 would naturally use in this situation anyway bring it to everybody maybe some of those will resonate with them as leaders we'll focus it on leaders not on you know we are leadership management development specialists we won't be talking about we're going to keep our studios we'll we'll focus it entirely on yes Our role as leaders, we'll bring it back to the session next week. We'll present it back to everybody, tell them about what we gained from doing that so far in advance of the world getting back to again in those, you know, in the bunny new normal, whatever that is. And then we can share that template or framework with everybody once we've done it. And in fact, while we're doing this over the next week for anybody listening, if you've got any thoughts, ideas, anything that's, you know, might help us. Get them sent in to us at action at pti-worldwide.com. We'll include those in next week's session if any come across. But I feel like that we we owe it to to ourselves now, Danny, to actually do this.
0: Very good idea. Plan for tomorrow, not wait for tomorrow.
1: Like it. That's that's the end of today's session is that we're going to go and do that uh, now and we will bring it to you all next week so we already know what next week's subject is on.
0: Fantastic. Looking forward to it already. Brilliant.
1: Amazing. Thank you every, for, everyone for listening. Enjoy uh, your weeks and we will speak to you again um, next week.